Hey everybody, we are in the epicenter, the heartbeat, the bosom, if you will, of everything hip and happening. And of course, I'm talking about Nashville, Tennessee, with one of, if not the fastest rising stars in music today. And of course, I'm talking about Mr. Jeff Coffey. <laughs> How, How you doing, doing Jeff? I'm good, man. <laughs> you know, I realize when I'm saying this, if most people are watching this through your Facebook uh, uh, live stream, they already know that this right. is, we're talking with Jeff Coffee. But in case we have anybody flipping the dials and they just happen to fall on this live stream, this is indeed. I enjoyed that whole spiel. Jeff Coffee. It was a good. It was a it good was spiel. Good. As I said, we're in Nashville on location at the set of Jeff's most recent music video, brand new or soon to be brand new music video back on my feet again. And uh, this has been a heavily promoted uh, and marketed uh, endeavor. This is, in, in con uh, this is going to be in conjunction with his, the release of his single. A lot of his fans know about it. And as you know, a lot of people have been writing in yes, about this. And there's, they have been expressing concern that this, there has been an accident or there's been something that's per, you know, precipitated this song, oh, like, a like a broken leg or, or femur. <laughs> Uh, and so perhaps this was an expression of a, a literal expression of something bad that you've gone through physically that you've uh, out, uh, uh, you know, overcome. But I can tell that's not the, that's not the case. No, not at all. That's no, it's just case. a really inspirational song. Uh, well, I mean, it's just one of my favorite songs uh, by one of my favorite artists and favorite singers. So, you know, you guys remember the babies and uh, John Waite. So, uh, but yeah, we wanted to make it uh, an interactive and uh, inspirational uh, video uh, and do it in conjunction and together with some of the people out there, some of the fans. So That's we're excited about so it. So you're not physically hurt. I am not physically hurt. Okay, folks. Not, not, not at this moment. I have been physically. Well, hurt. Well, this is good for you to know because you know this happens sometimes. There's fake news out there, oh, so we yeah. got to be careful Lots about that. So news. Jeff is okay. Look, Jeff is in, in, in perfect physical form. And matter of fact, as I say that to I you, like I'm that. just if I can say it without don't take this wrong way. I can just see the muscles bulging of your shirt. Are you do, now? Do you work out, or is this some effort to intimidate your audience? I, I did. I worked out especially for you before yeah. I came here tonight because I wanted to impress you. Okay, well that's that's what. Because I know you I, like. There's the a pets. fine line between <laughs> there's a fine line between impress and intimidating. Right, and I'm, right. I'm clearly intimidated right now at this moment. So how did, how was the video going? How's the video shoot? That, oh, you're doing we, that today. yeah, it's great. Uh, we got some great stuff. It was a great location. We had some afternoon light coming into this warehouse. Uh, place that used to be an old uh, uh, train um, uh, junction spot or something like that and uh, uh, really cool lighting love the stuff we got so excited to see uh, how this turned out who, who is your video director who are you working with it's Randy Schaefer, right? That's Randy Schaefer. Randy Schaefer. Randy Schaefer. Huh? And uh, he's also the guy that just did my recent uh, uh, new photos photo shoot a lot of photos that people have seen out there That's fantastic. so he's really talented He's yeah. He has yep. got a lot of uh, a lot of uh, uh, pedigree under his belt. Yes, that's under, right. Why why would I say under his belt? I don't know why, but uh, that's so this there. this would be this is the first of uh, what will be a successive number of videos that's related to the new record that's coming out, perhaps. That's right. Yep. Okay. Yep, and it's a, a new uh, basically it's a tribute record, um, one that I put together of of some of my favorite songs by some of my favorite tenor singers that that inspired me to want to become a musician so uh and uh, this is the first single off of that record so. back on my feet again as you that's say right. this is john Waite and the babies the 1980 hit that's right uh that uh, now of course john Waite 
was in the babies with Jonathan Cain. Jonathan Cain. Now, now John 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 Wake went on from there to have a had a, a, a solo, solo career. Hit. What was yeah. it? Uh, it was a uh, missing, missing you, you. missing you yeah. frame for John Jonathan Cain went to Journey. Journey. Is that correct? That's yep. right. And then they got back together. Bad English. Bad English with uh, awesome man with the Jack Blades and Ted Nugent and uh, uh, no no and that that was Damn Yankees. That was a different band. That was Damn Yankees. Oh. Yeah. That's Damn right. Yankees, okay. Well, but it was the bass player from the Babies who was in that band. Um, it is a tangled And way. now it was uh, Dean Castronova who okay. then also joined Journey. So it's so that's that's fantastic. So yeah. are we? Can we? Uh, can you give us a hint of what may be another single coming out or another? What would be the next video? Um, well, we haven't really picked the next single yet, but uh, we're we're just in mix mode here in town. We mixed. Uh, we're mixing three of the singles uh, while I'm here in town, and we've recorded four new ones. And so we just haven't picked the next one yet. We're kind of kind of motor through this one and get this out for everybody. And now, who are you? Who is producing these? Uh, the, uh, these Rex Schnelli. We're in the oh, studio with fantastic. Rex, and uh, oh. he's just knocking it out of the park. And uh, we're going to also be working with some other producers, uh, Michael Lamardian, on some tunes. Michael Lamardian. Yes. The guy from Steely Dan and 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 who? Peter, what? Christopher Cross. Christopher Cross um, produced Sailing, right? You, yeah, you name it. I mean, Peter Cetera. Uh, guy had more hits in more in more decades than anyone else. What yeah. are you doing with Michael Lamarty? Um, well, it's uh, kind of a little bit of a secret, I would say, uh, which okay. tunes we're going to do. That's okay. But you don't trust to me. Say. It's going to be. I figured stellar. you say Michael Lamarty, and you could build the yeah. song, but if not, no, we're, 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 we won't do it. You know, he, he, you know, Michael Lamardi, and he's been in Nashville for a long time, and, and, and I was just about to ask you why Nashville, but I will just take that opportunity to say how I mean, people obviously associate Nashville with all the great country that's happening, you know, yeah. that's, that's known There's for. There's so much happening here now. But it's called Music City USA, and it's, and it's really because, it's not just because of country, but so many other types of music, and, and, and there's so many people from rock and roll and pop and all these different, you know, types of non-country genres that have come to Nashville and doing great things. Alice here. Cooper's done his latest record here. Did you yeah. know that? Yeah. And Bob Ezrin, his producer, who also produced Kiss, all this, it's yeah. just happening in Nashville. It, what attracted you personally to Nashville? Well, um, I had some uh, experience here in Nashville before because the band that I was in uh, back in the uh, well, was mid to late '90s um, band called House of Dreams. We we came up here. And we had our management was based out of here, so we spent a lot of time in Nashville. I see. And um, so I got real familiar with the town, and then uh, then I I went back home and did some solo. Did a solo career, put out a couple records, and then uh, I just took some time off. And then when I about four years, I didn't play a note, you know, and and um, then I missed it. I missed music really badly. So then I, when I started getting back into it, I started coming up here to Nashville because uh, a really good longtime friend of mine, longtime musician, uh, bandmate, um, high school friend of mine, Tom Hurst, uh, had been living here. Oh, for quite from the Drummer Jam, Drummer Jams, yes, right? Yes, yes. He jams. did. He started doing loud jams and the Nashville oh, Drummer Jams. Fantastic! Tell everybody what that is. Yeah, well, it's great. I mean, it was just this really great community of musicians that that Tom uh, had had developed with with uh, you know bringing all of these A list musicians coming. Guys had big touring gigs. They would come and play, and it'd be like one night Monday night where everybody's in town. No one is on the road or most of the guys, and get together and play tunes that you didn't normally get to play in the various cover bands that you may have, you know, been doing when you were younger. 
And so it just. And then they would have the drummer jams. It didn't oh. happen as often. And they would take a drummer, a classic drummer, and do all the songs. That's right. right? From that drummer, if he was in a really popular band oh. or the various other studio projects. Yeah, and that was a great. Um, um, uh, benefit uh, concert that was raised money for various charities. And now, and did you sing at the one stellar. that the, 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 you heard? The big one was when Eddie Van Halen oh, brought yeah. his drum set. I was there for that. You were there for that. that so was Eddie Van Halen, so awesome. the, these drummer jams, you do, don't oh. have the actual drummer. But did I say Eddie Van Halen? Yeah, I mean, Alex, Alex Van Halen. Alex Van that'll be. Hey, <laughs> you know the big one was when Alex Van Halen brought or had his drums shipped up, and it was the full complement. Oh yeah. With the gong up to the exit in, wasn't the exit in? Yeah, it was the exit in. It took two drum risers to fit this drum kit on the stage. Phenomenal. <laughs> but that was a great night and raised a lot of money for that. And that's another thing that uh, Tom Hurst and, and um, uh, um, David Parks, uh, those guys put this drum, drummer jam together. And it's just a really great thing. And I, that's how I got to meet a lot of musicians It was the cream of the crop. It was the cream of the I crop mean, in town. And I got to really socialize and get to know a lot of the great guys in town. And, and it was all, all thanks to my good friend Tom Hurst for and inviting this, me up here. And this is a personal point because when I met you, I was at one of the, uh, not drummer jams, but I was at the, uh, one, of the loud one of the loud jams and where they were featuring the music of Jellyfish. And I don't know how many people will, will recognize that band, but it was a phenomenal oh, power yeah. pop band. I just, and that was the only reason I was there. And, uh, and Jeff, this blonde kid, was just singing his you-know-what off. And it was... The thing, what, what, one thing I realized about Nashville is it is packed with great musicians and singers, but typically the musicians outside this outshine the singers, and, and you just don't have a lot of singers typically that have that kind of range. And when you were hitting those notes, it was like, who is this guy? Uh -huh. But then you were not only, the, 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 music, the featured music was not just Jellyfish, but it was also a little bit of Earth wind and fire oh, yeah. and then you get you you leave the mic and they you put on a bass guitar and you're doing all this verdine white stuff and it's like what is this cat so i remember after that show i went and made a beeline to you saying oh god please be that's available when we, that's when we that's met. when we yeah. met and then you said you were from florida and it was like my it was yeah and that's it was just phenomenal and that was the first time i had uh uh, certainly not sampled the great music and the great musicians of Nashville, but been at that specific thing where it's just the confluence of just phenomenal musicians. So from that, you you were just networking, but you were also writing. You were writing with uh, Stan Lynch yeah. at some point. How did that connect? Stan, I was writing with uh, Stan Lynch. Uh, from now this from is the, from the Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Tom and the Heartbreakers, yeah. And, uh, but, he also, but he also left them to become a writer and producer primarily with... Uh, with Don Henley. Don Henley. Yeah. He had Phenomenal. some great success with Don Henley. He wrote and co-wrote a bunch of tunes with Toto off the Taboo record. Oh. Uh, I mean, he's, he's had some great success as, as a writer and producer. Wow. He's just extremely all-around talented musician. Uh, so how did you get the hook up with him? Is well, well, we, I, we had met him briefly in the last band, House of Dreams. We, we did some sessions with him, wrote some songs. Right. And recorded some songs with him, and then I and years went by, and then my good friend Jack Sizemore, who played guitar in House of Dreams, who plays with uh, Jason Aldean now for years, he, we he, he, Jack and I got together with Stan, and we started writing some songs, a bunch of songs, and uh, it was like straight up rock and roll. It was a lot of fun, so that was a great experience. For so it seems it sounds like all the guys except you in House of Dreams moved to Nashville. Yeah, I never made the move. So you yeah. had, so you had a deal. You had a deal with, uh, backing up just a little bit, you had a deal with this band. Yeah. Well, we, was it on a major label? Yeah, it was RCA Records. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. RCA, and so you did you do a record? We did a record with oh. uh, Keith Olsen out in L.A. Keith Olsen? 
Yeah, yeah, Keith. Fleetwood Keith, Mac, Keith, right? Yeah, Fleetwood Mac, uh, Ozzy, um, Rick Springfield. Uh, he used to work at Sound City. He did a lot of this. He did the White Snake, the big White Snake record, and a lot of people. You know, so it was it was a cool experience. Um, but you know, one from one sob story to the next. So they, just, they shelved the record. They and we shelved never the got, record. Again, never got released, and uh, that, that was, and that's when you. You left the business. No, you didn't leave no, the business. No, I, I decided to then just start pursuing my own stuff at home, and, and, and I uh, got so what, settled what down, got married. Is this? Got what what year are we talking about? You this got... is 2000. 2000, okay. This is okay. the year 2000 when I, I finally I, I left House of Dreams, and I went home, and I started putting together new songs for uh, my solo project. And I, I put out, within that next uh, seven-year span, I put out a couple of solo records and had a band and played, um, you know, in... Uh, in various uh, clubs and venues in, in Florida and, and some festivals and things like that. You know. Yeah, then you, and you got some uh, TV placement, is that Yeah, right? yeah, I had a song. I had a song that was um, on a primetime TV show in the 90s. It was uh, starring Anne Heche. No, it wasn't the 90s. It was early 2000s. Anne Heche. Anne Heche, uh, Men in Trees. It was a show oh, called yeah. Men in Trees. Had a song on there, that's which fantastic. was uh, that was a nice... Nice you know, that's what, that's at a time where, I mean, people are getting uh, placements in TV all the time, but that's a time where it wasn't happening that, that often. How did yeah. you get that connection? It was just through one of my, the publishing companies that I had signed up with, you know, like uh, Rumblefish and companies like that that were really happening. And, and uh, uh, one of those companies, they, they placed it. So you, okay, so you, you did a couple of albums, and then as you said before, you, you left the business. You got burned out. I right? did. I got, I got fried. I was just like, I didn't, uh, for, for about three and a half years, four years, I didn't, I didn't want to talk about music. I didn't sing in the car. I didn't sing in the shower. I didn't listen to music. I didn't want to hear about music. I just got burnt. And then, and then I had an invention that I brought to market and did that. I wanted to do, try something else, but... Was this the Mercer coffee machine? No, yeah, right. No, this was a little dog dicer thing. It was a hot dog slicer. Oh. It's called the dog dicer. You can check it out, dogdicer.com. Now, did you make more money from that than you did oh, from God, your music career? Oh, God, no, I career? spent more money on that. Okay, so... But, uh, yeah, so, so then, I, but then I really... Being away from it, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. I realized that you know what it was this big, huge gaping hole in my soul that I missed it. I, I always identified myself as a musician, and I and I knew that you know I got I got to do this, but I knew I needed to do it on a on a bigger level. Yeah. I needed to go where the action was. So I started coming up here, and I That's um, fantastic. I uh, had a few meetings with you know publishing companies, and we we met, and then I and then I, I connected with Tom Tom Hurst was mentioning and and. He invited me to come up to these jams, and from that point, I started meeting so many guys and so many people and so many singers and, and musicians. And uh, I, I he, they, you know, welcomed me into this community up here, which is a great community of musicians. And and, and, that, and that's how I eventually. Well, we have to ask. Yeah, we have to we ask, have to ask the, the obvious question: Is like, why did the Beatles break up? No, I mean oh, that's not it. Uh, <laughs> so so you're you're up here, and then you got a call. A fateful call. Uh, I got a call from um, um, Keith Howland, uh, the guitar player from Chicago. Uh, they were looking for someone to give Jason a little break, and uh, they were this looking for Jason Chef, Jason Chef, the singer he who replaced with Peter Cetera. Peter Cetera, right? Okay. right? He replaced Peter Cetera in '85, and he was there for well, 31 years. And uh, he was just longer needed... than Peter was there, right? Yes, long. I think oh Peter God. was there what a little over 10 years, something, something like that. Something like that. Um, uh, very, very uh, profitable ten years. Yes. But um, but yeah, uh, and so it just just from getting the, the opportunity to play with these guys at the jams, the loud jams and the drummer jams, and getting in front of these guys, I met 
uh, John Calvin, uh, bass player oh, from the Doobies, and you know, you know, we all know him from from back in the day. Um, um, just just immersing myself in the scene and getting to know the musicians is how I got the referral. You know, with Keith started calling around, people were suggesting my name to him, and then he called a good friend of mine, Chris Nix, phenomenal guitar player in town, also who was very involved in the jams. Um, also called uh, Keith called him, he recommended me and. Um, I, I don't know if he called Tom. I'm not sure if he had Tom's number, but he may. I don't think so. But then he called uh, Ed Toth from uh, the Doobies, you know. And then he called me, and we talked, and, um, I, uh, you know, I got I got the gig. You got the gig. So. And you were there for basically two years, and it was yep. obviously a, a great run, but uh, you, you may have been a little bit more than you bargained for. It changed, you know, what started, or the dynamics in the band, at the beginning, certainly from their activity, mm. changed because of a couple of big things, right? Well, yeah, well, I guess I, I came in one month after the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction, okay. and then, uh, which really boosted their elevation and elevated their, their popularity, and then then the documentary came out uh, oh, yeah. that Christmas. Right. Also elevating the, you know, so there was a lot of shows, it was a lot of shows, um, <clears throat> but, you know, there are always various reasons um, why you leave a certain situation, and, uh, um, uh, so I'm just going to leave that at it as what it is. Well, it sounds like maybe it was you were on the road a lot longer than you thought. Well, it was a lot of shows. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, it was 123 shows, something like that. So 270 days on the road. It was a lot of touring. And um, so it was a great gig for you to take, but you were in yeah. Nashville trying to reinvigorate a solo career yes. that you had to put on hold essentially. Uh, yeah, you had you pretty much have to put everything. Did you on hold. did you yeah. think during Chicago, well, this is a great gig. I'll do this for a little bit. Maybe I can, maybe I can write. Maybe I can just re redirect my my creativity. Well, of course, I was hoping to be able to be a part of the Chicago music legacy and and, and write some tunes and, and record with them, and there was even talks of it, but. Uh, um, that those talks kind of quickly diminished, and um, um, and you realize, okay, this I'm not getting any younger. Well, it, this isn't going to be a, or really this is not progressing a creative outlet for me, right. and um, um, so and there were other factors involved, but um, uh, needless to say, it didn't work out, and um, you know, it wasn't the right fit in the end for me. It's a, Musically, it's, it was a great it's, fit. It's you're either crazy or so. you're brave as hell. I mean, this this is <laughs> what a brave. Above. A real, what a brave thing! I'm sure a lot of people say I would never do that, but you were, in the, you were that same guy. But it was like I've got, if I'm going to do this, if I'm going to be serious about my solo career, yeah. I got, well, I got to leave the, this cush gig. And it's amazing to think about something. Goes the clock. I know. I, I, I think it's fantastic because it's like who could leave something like that? But if at the same time you see that it may not be doing what you what it needs to do for you creatively. Right. I think that's I think that's a fantastic thing. So you were I, mean, out I, I believe very strongly in putting yourself in a surrounding yourself in a positive environment yeah. as well. Right. That had a lot to do with it. Okay. So um, you know and I I'm, I'm in a really good place right now. So. so you basically picked up where you left off in the, in, the, in 19 in 2017 and 2000 what there were two years after Yeah, 16. pretty much. Yeah, what I what I had to put on hold uh, on musically I I'm and it's back uh, very vigorously now. Now yeah. the, the the music industry has obviously changed. Yeah. Uh, the opportunity of you know getting record deals, getting on the radio, it's it's not totally gone, but it's not quite the same thing. And we obviously have great tools 
of, uh, of, of, of social and you know, yeah. internet and, and that kind of a thing. So are you, what is the sort of the, the game plan for you uh, now that you're back to you in a solo artist right. Well, um, well, I'm really um, happy with the fact that I, I found uh, a great team. That somebody, that uh, guys who are, are supporting me, John, um, and, and those guys here in Nashville are just uh, really backing me, really behind me. We've got a, a game plan. It's fa in fact, this 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 tribute record, if if you will, that we're doing is is part of the game plan. Not only did I want to take this time to kind of have a salute to these these great artists and these great singers but you know it's also a great vehicle to use social media with these songs and videos to get my voice out to people who may not even know who I am That's, or what I've done you know yeah, but, so then when I go and release more of my solo music more people will, will know who I am. So we're definitely utilizing a lot of this stuff for social media and to get it out, to get my voice kind of out right. to people who may, who may not have heard of me. And so it's, just, it's all... I think, you know, that's a, I think that's good because you think about how many thousands of people uh, who saw you just in the Chicago, mm -hmm. year, you know, that, that time, they're used to hearing you. And so maybe it's, it's, it seems like a very logical thing to, as a, a springboard from that, to give... Be, present them with like songs that they're used to hearing. But the thing that, that uh, is the case in, in social media is that when you are, uh, uh, when you release, when you do a cover, uh, I know you, this is more of a tribute, there's a, there's a reason for doing this, but there's a lot of artists that they will do covers. And when, uh, and let's say if you were doing a Beatles cover of, uh, let's say, Let It Be, and the people all over the world are mm -hmm. looking for Let It Be by the Beatles. They're not looking for you, but they come across you. Right. And if it's any good, they say, this is great. Let me yep. dig down into some more stuff. So it's a great way because you're building your warm market to people who are already your fans, Absolutely. but also attracting yourself. We're trying to get people that are not part of the warm market that are finding out about you because of the coverage you're doing. So this is just brilliant. That's precisely the plan. And yeah. with a guy like you who, who has a, a unique ability to sing in the way you do, I, I think this is just a fantastic, and that should be a just a great jumping off point to the next next phase. Well, I'm I'm very much looking forward to all of the next phases, and uh, it's a very I'm very excited about uh, where I am musically right now. Where now are so you you're doing this? You're working on 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 records. You're working on the video. Uh, are you playing? As a solo artist. Um, I'm doing various uh, shows here. I'm, I'm doing some acoustic here and there, some acoustic shows. I do actually have one coming up with a good friend of mine, uh, Chris Rodriguez. Ah! You know Chris How Rodriguez. How do you know Chris? Uh, well, I, um, well, I knew of Chris years ago from my first, the first time that I ever knew of him was back at Kenny Loggins' uh, Live at the Redwoods. Fantastic. He played that show. It was an amazing show. And uh, I've known of him since, and, and I finally had the opportunity to meet him um, when Tristan Bowden, who was with me in Chicago, went also back to playing with Kenny Loggins, and he came to Orlando, and I got to meet Fantastic. Chris Rodriguez, and so we've become friends. Chris is another Nashville guy. Came yep. he was from New York, went to Miami, and was a Nashville. He was a Belmont uh, student. I knew him from Belmont. Phenomenal, and, and he just was with Amy Grant, uh, uh, Michael W. Smith. Did a lot of stuff in the Keith Christian. Irvin, Keith Irvin. Oh, uh, uh, Kelly Clarkson. Kelly he Clarkson. has toured with so many different people. people. But that Kenny Loggins gig. Was just fantastic. Now, ironically, he also tours with who? Yeah, uh, uh, he's well. He's singing now with uh, Blood, Sweat, and Tears. He's the. That's singer. not who I'm talking about. A, a predecessor of yours, the, the former predecessor, Peter Cetera. Oh, I mean, how that's right. Yes, ironic. Yeah, 
is that? Yes. And I and I know for a fact that with he, when he was with Peter Zatera, he would sing the Terry Kath part. Right. Of dialogue, so you see. He's where got this, that great warm. You know, bluesy, soulful voice. So you voice, see where this you know? is going. So when you do shows together, do you think you may bring out dialogue? Oh, well. The, you Don't know answer. That. Don't answer. By the way. Tune in. Tune in next. <laughs> well, this is, this is fantastic. Jeff, I, I can't. It is Jeff, right? Uh, it, I think. No. Uh, let me check. This, this is one of the coolest things I've heard of. I, I'm thrilled to hear that what you're doing and the, and the, the path that you have taken going to one of the biggest bands in rock and roll and having... I'll say the, the the bravery, if not audacity, to leave to follow your path is just fantastic, and the fact that you're in Nashville, where just so much is going on, I just can't wait to see what happens from that. And the thing is, in this town, in this industry, you never know what's going to happen. That's as right. long as you get it out there, you may find yourself following a path that you never knew was even. You're available. absolutely right. Like I never, in a million years, ever thought that I would find myself on a path to be singing with Chicago. And now this new path is going to open up a lot of other doors that I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. You know, in the that's, future. That's here. great. So. What can you tell the people if they want to? If if they're watching this, they already know how to get a hold of you. But right. you have a website. Yep, got the website jeffcoffee.com. Everybody knows my Facebook face, Jeff Coffee Music. So come and say hi to me. Go to my YouTube page, and uh, we'll see you guys out there very soon. Fantastic, Jeff Coffee, and we're out. <laughs>